0: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Angler's Happy Hour podcast. Uh, we're coming at you on a uh, nice Saturday morning here in Arizona. We're all three of us at home. I'm getting ready to head out of town tomorrow, but um, I think we've got a pretty good episode on tap. We've got an awesome guest, uh, our buddy Gunnar Stanton, uh, phenomenal young fisherman out of Boulder City, Nevada, and uh, his interview is one of the most entertaining that I think uh, we've had. It was to us anyway, so I think you guys will really enjoy it, um, and uh, we're going to swing Get over there shortly, but before we do, as always, let's check in with the guys, see what's going on. And Rob, you look ready to go, man. What, what's up with you this weekend?
1: Uh, I've just been fishing quite a bit, um, back to reality, uh, Arizona fishing compared to the Minnesota fishing, but
2: uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's yep. all good, dude. We're like, I think this last week it's been like 110 every day almost, and I'm wow. about tired of that, but I hear yeah, that. That's that's really you know, just been fishing quite a bit, and uh, enjoying it waiting for the fall to come around one thing i want to talk about real quick is um i believe it's november 4th um you're familiar with the head-to-head tournament coming up josh yeah yeah on on roosevelt we haven't talked Um, about this yeah so i guess i'm signed up and ready to go i'm actually Ah. it's going to be interesting me fishing a tournament but it's uh three days 64 guys um (sighs) The first four hours on Sat on Friday are they cut it to 32. The next four hours they cut it to 16. Um, and then the next day 16 to 8 and 8 to 4. Um, and the top four guys fish for the boat at the end of the deal. So
0: and it's a nice rig too, right? Like not yeah, a- they're
1: giving away a like a I think it's an eighteen and a half or 19 foot skeeter with a 150 Sweet. on it. So I mean it's a fifty thousand dollar boat, I think, or close to it. Um, so the thing is, is I think they've got 45 entries right now. They need the 64. If they don't get the 64, it's not going to happen. So I just wanted to mention it and see if, uh, get some guys to come out and fish it. But I believe November 4th, 5th and 6th, this are the dates. How do they sign up? Um, I think they can get on the head to head Arizona, Arizona head to head Facebook page. Okay. And pay, pay a $200 deposit to get, uh, to get in registered.
0: So. Uh-huh. It's
1: a eight hundred dollar entry, but um, yeah, be pretty cool. So I I believe Brett Heights fishing it. I think John Murray's fishing it.
0: Murray's uh, coming out to fish it.
1: Uh, uh, he's got a deposit in, so that's it'll that's insane, interesting. dude. Yeah, yeah. So wow, how cool. Yeah, but, yeah, I just wanted to mention that and see if we can get. I'd love to get the entries and get that thing going because we definitely need something like that. Lord
0: here. knows you need a new boat.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So. Yeah, no that's that's awesome man that's pretty a pretty cool deal so yeah thanks for bringing it up and it'll be awesome to see how it goes for you man no matter what it'll be uh it'll be really uh, I, th- I think you'll do well and the thing is that a tournament like that anyone can get hot and do well and anyone could get knocked out in the first round because it's just four hours so like it's it's, it's yeah, a dude, real man. interesting format i mean dude you could put jacob wheeler on the lake and it might take him yeah. four hours and one minute to figure him out you know what yeah. i mean so yeah there's a fair amount of <laughs> crazy. like.
1: It took me a while to wanna to do it just because there I mean there's a fair amount of gambling there and it's a little. i like big to have, gamble, a, little, like to have a little more control over um if I'm fishing for a boat I'd almost rather have three days to screw it up versus
2: <laughs> four hours. <laughs> yeah two hundred and forty exactly. minutes. But but in
1: the other way, I mean you what
0: do you have to beat like four guys to win a boat, something like that. So yeah, you find one honey hole or something that lasts for two days, dude, that you can mm-hmm. get to yourself. Like, dude, you got a boat. Easier yeah. said than done, but it will. It, that deal, like whoever wins, it's probably going to be like, wow, that wasn't so bad. That was exactly the <laughs> yeah.
1: winner's going to be like that was pretty easy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm just to be honest with you, like I'm. I don't ever think I'm going to be a big tournament guy again, but I I definitely want to jump back into some of them here and there and just maybe enjoy it and, uh, try to be competitive. But, uh, I'm just kind of looking forward to the camaraderie and hanging out and stuff like that. So it'd be good.
2: Rob, I saw on the Arizona fishing guides, Instagram page, there was a group trip a while back and a giant got caught. Was that out of your boat?
1: No scooter caught it like how big yeah, was that fish dude? it was My it God. was over nine dude it was an absolute stud
2: it just had everything dude it was long big head and a fat body i mean that was just like an awesome specimen
1: he was literally 25 well probably 50 yards away from me and when that fish jumped it sounded like they threw a bag of potatoes in the lake
2: dude <laughs> oh, Holy <laughs> crap, dude.
1: absolute stud is that on saguaro
2: fish. yes yeah yep. nice man they're those are beautiful, elusive fish, but man, that's yeah. cool. Was it yeah, was fishing the overall
1: was fairly tough? I mean, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't fantastic, but um the fish that we did catch were pretty good quality. So was
0: that client just losing their mind? Oh yeah, they were so stoked, dude. That's so cool. Yep. I love that about that lake. Even on a tough day, you've got a chance at that, yeah. you know. It's like yeah. fishing in Texas or something like that. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, that was a cool group, dude. They
1: they they hired five of five boats. They're going to do like five tournaments like this. And then they're going to, well, they're going to do four of them and then they're going to do a, like a, a championship at the end so, with you that's guys cool. with us. And Love what they're it. doing is they're, I mean, it's a, it's a company that's taking out customers. So it's pretty okay. cool. Deal. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Sweet. So what is
0: the winning group in each one get to go to the championship or something? I think, I think that's how they're doing it. Yeah. That makes so, sense. That's yeah. killer. Yeah. Super cool pretty sweet deal for the guide service too dude great for yeah, us, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome yeah, we'll take it. So. awesome um well sweet dude i'm glad to hear that what uh what's up your way nick that's
2: just another another week in paradise or two weeks in paradise i don't know how long it's been since we've all checked in um i got out on the lake a few times doing my early solo runs on sundays and uh continuing to suck miserably but Really enjoying the increased boater traffic. I uh, I'm just just loving that. The other day, I was trying to fish down a bank at Saguaro, and uh, four separate times, I had to stop casting so someone in a kayak or stand-up paddleboard could go between me and the bank that I was fishing on, 40 feet off the bank. (laughs) It's like I love it, man. It's just hilarious. There's like no idea what's going on, and they just like paddle by, and then they look at you like with this big smile. They're like, "Oh, good morning." You're like, yeah, great. They just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know. It's like, it's just, man, like the irritation factor could get a little high, but it's all good. Nature is for everyone to enjoy. And, uh, but it's just so funny. This one lady, a couple more, a couple weeks ago or two, two Sundays ago, she's just like got this huge shit eating grin on her face and she's paddling along all happy. And there was a Eagle just cawing its brains out like 30 feet up the bank. You know how they sit on the bluffs there? uh-huh and she's like do you hear that like yeah she's like what is it <laughs> like it's an eagle <laughs> it's, it's right there. right there <laughs> uh, did you just come from sportsman's warehouse with that kayak like did you literally just buy that i feel like i can still see the barcode sticker on the back of it i told her it was
1: the previous paddleboarder that went by
2: <laughs> seriously it's like i just give up I'm, like, I'm just going home man like the weekend i'm just a i'm a wimp i, I can't hang i already can't catch fish and now I'm gonna catch a murder charge, you know, strangling someone with sixty pound braid. So that's been the most exciting thing going on. and uh other than that, I've got an exciting so fall breaks around the corner. I'm going to Mexico, but no bass fishing this time.'m i gonna hire a guy and actually catch something because that's about all I know how to do. But uh, the rooster fish be calling. So hopefully wow. I'll have a lot of fun, exciting stories about that. October is like premier time to do it. So if I don't catch one, substantially over 30 pounds then i'll probably just give up on life and wander off into the jungle so
0: that was nice knowing you then nick
2: correct yeah it's good i'll i'll leave you my uh invisalign retainers josh thanks bro (laughs) what's up with you josh Uh, what you got going on you're about to point that truck northeast and listen to a bunch of pop music for 30 hours yeah totally
0: but yeah, dude, fantasy football is around the corner. And, I mean, oh, I know I got our last oh tournament in the regular season trying to, you know, make sure I make Redcrest and a lot of important stuff. But, really, fantasy football is, like, I'm going to be Consuming driving. No, nah, I mean, yeah, a kid. But, like, yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow. And uh, we've got Malax coming up next week. So, I'm going to make that drive. And I will listen to fantasy football radio the whole way because we've got <laughs> – so our practice starts on uh, the 8th, I believe. And on the 7th, we've got our, our our Major League Fishing group of Fantasy Football League. And we're doing a live draft party, uh, which we've never done before. So we're going to do that, uh, you know, at a restaurant or bar a few hours before the actual tournament meeting. So I'm stoked about that, man. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Uh, I made sure I got all my stuff ready for the tournament. I mean, the boat, everything is meticulously gone through. So all I have to worry about is getting there and then figuring out that draft.
2: All right, dude, if you get first pick overall, who are you going with? Like Barkley, Saquon, or like, who do you get with? If you get first pick overall.
0: Saquon's been injured a lot in the last couple of years. He's going like 10th or 12th now in a lot of oh, drafts. Okay. I don't uh, even know. He yeah, no, it's, it's, he was the last year you played, he was the man, right? So uh but yeah, no, probably Jonathan Taylor or Chris and McCaffrey this are still the number one and two uh draft picks. So we'll see. Um, you know, uh, some people say the number one pick's not great because the way it snakes, you know, the last you couple of years it's been McCaffrey, and then he gets injured, and then you literally have nothing to show for first pick, and your next pick is like 20th. So, okay. uh, anyways, we'll see that's just luck of the draw, but that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that tournament while I've been home. I've just been, I've been doing a little fishing. I'm, I started the YouTube channel. I told the listeners a while back. So I've gone out and filmed a couple episodes. Did a, um, I just put up a new fishing report. So if you're listening and haven't checked out that channel, it's uh, Josh Bertrand fishing and, uh, other than that, man, I've just been literally just trying to get ready. We've got Malax our last regular season tournament fly home for a few days, then go back and fish that team. Major League Fishing Team event that we talked about. And then I come home from that and go to the US Open at Mojave. And we talk about Mojave a lot with Gunner Stanton. Um, he knows it like really well. He's got some interesting insights um in our interview here coming up. So, um, and I guess, you know, without going too far, we had such a long interview with him. We're not gonna go too far right now, but um As you guys are getting ready to listen to this interview, we are what we're going to do is we are going to take that interview and put it in a video form online over zoom here so you'll likely be able to find it on my YouTube and we're also going to try to get it up on the anglers happy hour youtube page um so be looking for it there we'll also we'll, we'll put a link to that on our social medias on uh, facebook and instagram so give us uh give us a few days here but we'll get it up you'll listen to it and you like it on audio but if you get the chance to go back and watch it on video you'll actually get to see all this crazy stuff that gunner's you know walking us through in his shop i mean we're you guys still have not sure to to that
2: yeah we're not sure he's actually probably just a serial killer and he has just like disfigured bodies because we couldn't smell what was going on there. But a little spoiler, there's a lot of body parts randomly strewn across his workspace.
0: So get ready for that. There it is. Yep. sure. <laughs> he's a pretty cool, dude. <laughs> pretty interesting uh, setup they've got over there. But before we uh, send it over, do you guys have anything else? Because this is the last thing we'll say before this episode's over that's kind of dire.
2: The last thing we're going to say, man, that's mm-hmm. like yeah. pressure. you like to really bake it in. I, I've got nothing now. I'm stage fright. I saw you <laughs> on to the interview. All right, <laughs> guys. Well,
0: hope you enjoy. Thanks. Uh, thanks for tuning in. All right, guys. We talked about him in the intro. Um, awesome dude. Uh, good buddy of ours and uh, one of the top fishermen in the West. I think eventually he's going to be known as one of the top fishermen in the country, um, but uh, this is our buddy uh, Gunner Stanton. What's going on with you, man? Not much, dude. Just chilling here at the shop and uh, looking forward to get this thing going today. Cool. Thank you for taking some time on a Saturday morning. It's a uh, morning where Hopefully this didn't keep you from fishing, man. What uh, what else do you have planned for today?
3: I'm um, probably going to work on some machines here at the shop. I thought about getting out fishing, but uh, our uh, our launch ramp deal here is pretty chaotic. Um, Lake Mead, as you know, is down to one lane. And then now people are starting to learn about Mojave, the pleasure boaters. And so it's starting to really put boats everywhere. It's really not fun to deal with on the weekend.
0: So it's I a just, holiday weekend, too, actually.
3: Yeah, Labor Day. So I'm kind of just staying away from that this weekend, I think
0: it's like the one weekend or there's a few weekends in the year where the fishermen lay dormant. And this is, uh, probably one of them, huh?
3: Yeah. I think Memorial day might even be worse because that's no one's had their boat in the water all year and they're forgetting their plugs and their boats aren't starting at the lawn tramp and everything. So yeah, those are the two we usually stay away from.
0: That's a good point, <laughs> dude. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah. It's, you know, I follow on, uh, on Facebook, I follow like just a couple like boating groups or late groups to, you know, just to see what's going on with the, uh, with the, with the lake situations and yeah, they, well it, there's one at Lake Mead, right? And these these folks are hilarious. It's hilarious to read their posts because uh, obviously, as you would imagine, you've got some experienced boaters and then some very inexperienced boaters, so there's always some pretty good entertainment. But dude, they're, they're already talking about the end of boating season and stuff, and it's like, why don't you just boat all year, man? Like it, but but they're gonna be done here in a couple weeks, right? <laughs> yeah donner yep. where do
1: you where do you live you live in boulder
0: yeah boulder city we're like and 50,
1: so you you literally look over lake mead then right pretty much yes okay. and where is the only available boat ramp at what is it henderson or uh hemingway
3: yep yep where that where okay. the marina they moved the other, the other one over a, a while ago like 10 or so maybe more years ago and now they have both those marinas right there and there's one one lane that's on these pipe mats that's it's, it's definitely a little sketchy. People have okay. slashed tires and whatnot.
1: Wow. Mm.
3: Yeah. It's a circus for sure.
1: And Colville's completely off, huh? You, you yeah. can't even.
3: I need to get out there soon. I'll get some pictures and stuff for you guys. It's pretty crazy to see some of the stuff, like the entrance to the wash. And like, just it really puts it into perspective when you get in these narrow areas, like trying to get into some of these spots, just like, holy crap. Really? It's yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah couple of people try to make like primitive launch ramps like at echo bay and stuff like that and then like i said these facebook groups like oh we're launching here at echo and then next thing you know blm's there with a backhoe digging it up
1: oh really
3: Disturb the ground that's been under the water for 80 years
0: you know wow. how, you yeah how could you do that that's horrible
3: protect, protect habitat so <laughs>
0: have you so have you been like how many times have you been on me just say for instance since that u.s open that you almost won last year like do you still get out there because it's so close or do you not even mess with it
3: i dude i really try to get out as much as i can just for because i know i'm gonna be kicking myself if i can't get out there at some point you know sure like a couple years ago we had like freaking 10 lanes to launch at, and i didn't get out that much and i was just like dude, what are you doing? Like, it's right there. So now it's seen it drying up. It's like, I try to get out as much as I can, but I see all these posts on that Facebook group of people there on a, on a Friday and a Thursday and stuff, and no one in line. And I try to sneak out after work on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And I wait in line for like an hour and a half.
0: So, oh, so it's really, frustrating.
3: Yeah. It's, I try to get out and then that happens. I'm just like, man, is it really worth it to go out there and catch some one and a half pounders? I mean, it's more like the nostalgia of getting out there on the and just cruising around with nobody out there. Like the upper basin, like there's, <laughs> there's like nobody up there because the only launch ramps down here. So it's um, it, you can definitely get into them because they're just so unpressured and haven't been touched.
0: Have you noticed a difference? Because, dude, like in my experience and I don't live over there, I get over there once every year or two. But like to me, they don't feel like they're that pressured anyways until you get like a big tournament but like it's got to be at an extreme level like you said of unpressured fish like have you noticed that they're a little bit easier to catch since the launch ramp problems really started
3: so i don't know if it's that or if it's uh they're bringing zero brush in the water and you can just find any steep bank (laughs) with like you know because the water's dropping so fast find any steep like bluffy type bank and we caught me and my buddy caught like 30 or 40 fish last time I went out it's just like you just throw a jig and so you can't even get to the bottom so I think the fish are just congregating in a lot more predictable areas and there's no brush to really thin them out like spread them out more it's like pretty easy to find them you know yeah
0: probably no grass either right
3: um I haven't been out much lately I'm sure there's some grass plumes going out there um there usually is this time of year but it just depends on I think the water kind of stabilized a little bit so I, I oh. would be
0: I was going to say, yeah, how could there be if it's coming down a foot, you know, every few days, but it makes sense if it's stabilized. Okay.
3: Stabilized a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm not on the, the waterboard here. I'm not watching the levels every day, but I'm pretty sure after all this rain, it either came up like a foot or two, or it's kind of just sitting right at that same range.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Um, Gunner, so did- what's your what's
1: your take on, um, are you bummed that the U.S. Open isn't there this year, or are you excited that it's at Mojave?
3: um i'm kind of torn like i love mojave um i just think it's kind of like it's like the red Sox not playing at fenway yeah.
1: yeah
3: you know like it's growing up here and like seeing this tournament like all the boats in town when i was growing up and stuff and like being able to watch some of these guys that i know win it and stuff it's like it's almost like an asterisk going to be by your name if you win at mojave yeah. like not to say it's not going to be a huge accomplishment but like it's like that's what makes us open the us open is like fishing the same lake that uh, Rick Klun and all these guys yep. were in their heyday, went in there. Like, it's just like, I don't know. Billy had to do what he had to do. I'm not, I'm, I'm not mad at it. Like, we, we got to get the US Open in, but do I'm excited. You, um, do you hopefully. feel like it's
1: going to expose Mojave in a, <clears throat> like, <laughs> to a certain degree to where, I mean, it's kind of been a secret for the last few years, right?
3: Yeah, it has. Um, it's definitely starting to creep out, like these Facebook fishing groups and stuff too. Um, people go out there and they see tournament weights and stuff and think you just go catch a five pounder on every cast. So they go down there and check it out. And I've definitely started seeing more fishing pressure out there yeah, as of late. But I mean, October, is not going to be a gimme on there. <laughs> I think it, the weights are definitely going to be a lot different than they were in March. Um, but yeah, I think with, with all this, all these tournaments there and guys catching some big ones, it's definitely going to put it on the radar more.
1: So with 200 plus boats, do you feel like the pressure is going to be, it may not expose it then right i mean
3: yeah Uh, the water's so gin clear there and those fish just don't see that type of pressure ever i mean i don't even know if they ever have in the whole lake i mean i know you guys had some redmans and stuff back there
1: what's funny is i've fished the colorado river forever and i've never fished mojave it's so weird (laughs) but yeah and you know back then it we always i mean it was like the scariest lake around with the wind right so that's that's definitely going to be a factor come october huh
3: they call it blow hobby.
0: Yep, I like that. that. Nice, yep. dude.
3: So, um, it's just I think uh, Mother Nature has a way of protecting all the best places in the world. Though I mean, no matter how pressure, how much t- people try to fish it, I mean, it, it blows over thirty there. Like it seems like three or four times a week, and yep. about it. Like I'll I'll go fish a tournament down there, and I'll talk to Justin Curry. He lives in Havasu, and he's like, dude, it was beautiful down here today. And then I come back home to Boulder, and my parents are like, man, it was didn't even blow at all. I'm like it blew 30 miles an hour there. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no wind north of it. There's no wind south of it. How like where is it coming from? It's Just, just a like,
1: straight wind tunnel, huh?
3: Oh so. yeah, straight north and
0: south <laughs> miles. So oh man, yeah. And then speaking of got-
1: Justin, talk about how long have you fished with Justin and what was that like? Um, uh, as because you fished with him from when you were young, right?
3: Yeah, I think since I was like 14, like right when I got into fishing tournaments. So I fished with uh, Jay Wright. I don't know if you guys know jay he owns sounds Life
1: familiar Life. but
3: they're a big sponsor of uh one bass and all that but i got to i met jay in that tournament uh like in june when i was like 14 and uh i fished with him i was and we did really good in the tournament so he invited me to pre-fish with him for the open that same year and i had to have my mom drop me off down at the ramp to go fish with jay and she asked him if he wanted to come over for dinner and he's like, well, can Justin come? And I was like, Justin Kerr, like <laughs> <laughs> Watching him on TV, that was when he was on tour and stuff. So I was like, please! And so they came over. For- <laughs> the rest is kind of history, but man, that guy—he's—he's he's taught me everything I know, and I've seen him do some crazy stuff on the water. You just can't—you talk about instinctual fishermen. He's definitely one of the top ones there. Just—he like- is a killer. Yeah. Yeah. He's a taught me more about just fishing your gut than like anyone I fish with. Like he, he, he doesn't even practice that much anymore. He kind of just goes out and I think that's, what's made him so dangerous is he has no preconceived ideas and just goes out there and fishes, you know?
1: Yeah. And practice on the Colorado river is probably a detriment to most people. right?
3: Point, <laughs> 100%, man. You're, you're there beating up your boat and getting all excited over nothing.
1: Well, <laughs> I mean, you just don't, if you catch them, you're not going to catch them the next day. And that's, you know, there's, yeah. there's only so many bites you can get on on some of those lakes. So
3: Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, getting into the U.S. Open, that's kind of like my my game plan for practice is just running around and kind of just finding life, finding birds, finding bait, and then I'm not really worried about seeing fish. It's kind of just getting, getting 10 or 15 spots like that and just cycling through, and hopefully your timing's right. I mean, that's really all it comes down to that time. It's going to fish you- really similar to me, Josh, in the yeah. Open, I think
0: interesting that's cool that's cool to hear um i think i i know personally i'm super excited about it and uh you know just talking about like the river in general it's and you're talking about how justin's taught you to fish so instinctually like it's a uh, to me the river's pretty interesting all those river lakes Havasu, uh mead and now mojave like it's uh it's got such a unique style of fishing that like i've never seen a handful of guys dominate on one system kind of like what you see out there it's really interesting and forever it's been guys like Roy and Justin and now you are in that uh in that handful for sure dude you are and uh it's definitely a really unique lake and a really unique uh system for sure so and, and to me one of the most fun in the country um because you've got small mouth and large mouth and and you've got so many good ones it can be so tough and there's so much dead water in all those lakes but when you figure it out dude it is awesome i mean like yeah. there's just not that many places all not mead but uh specifically havasu and mojave 20 pound mixed bags are like just not that common around the country and it's like the norm for the dudes that really dial it in where where you're at absolutely i mean and now even in the spring it's like
3: barely even worth your time to go fish for largemouth if you break it down i mean how many points are there in the lake and how many four to five pound smallies are there like if you just bounce around all day you're bound to run into them and not even waste your time up there with those those green ones it's like that place is insane it's like a mini milax or st clair or any of that like it's crazy pretty cool what is
1: what is the the main forage for the smallmouth in mojave
3: um i'd say I mean, they mow the crawdads there for sure. You see them with the the softball gut look, you know, I think a yeah. lot of that, that just gorging on crawdads and then there's tons of baby bluegill. And then obviously in the fall, uh, the shad come in pretty, pretty thick. So it's, it's a healthy lake for sure. Um, it's pretty fun in the fall. You can go out and catch schooling striper that aren't, they're way bigger than the size of me. Probably similar to. Oh Pleasant. really? Wow. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're the, the population's a lot healthier there at Mojave. They're they're good ones.
0: Interesting. So, yeah, it's
3: not those little snakes you're catching on me that get a hook in your hand every time you grab them.
0: <laughs> that's cool. So, dude, yeah. uh, well, that's pretty awesome. And we're all stoked. It it might be cool after the event if we can get you uh back on. And and um leading up to it, um, we're talking, we might even talk to a couple other guys that are gonna fish the tournament um just to just to to build some hype around it. But um, we're all stoked for it. But let's roll it back a little bit for you since I mean you're still a really young guy and you fished in college uh why did you pick NAU and uh what was your uh like college fishing experience like over there man
3: yeah so I was uh I don't even know where I was thinking about going first I think I was like a junior and I had a buddy that was older than me that went to NAU and I really didn't even know about it it wasn't even on my radar and he went up there and I saw all the elk and stuff he was seeing and just like being up in the mountains. Uh, it, it it really wasn't a hard decision for me. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh and then I got up there and I realized there was some bass around too. So we had some we had some fun up there too on these little mud 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 holes that you would never guess there's a bass in. But me and my buddies tore them up there. We all worked at a golf course, and the monsoon season would always cancel work for us, so we were out there a lot. You'd go
0: fishing during the monsoons.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, not not recommended. Holding, <laughs> a line, but you got to do what you got to do that's cool um, yeah and then as far as the college fishing goes uh we had a blast i mean i didn't really go as like balls to the walls of some guys i kind of would just fish one and qualify for the championship and then go out there because i mean it was kind of hard to miss all that school and run around and i couldn't find solid partners those guys that would show up like oh i like fishing you know like, like they didn't they're just like thinking about they're gonna learn how to like tie knots and stuff at the meetings and all that and um, I finally got a good one towards the end, and uh, we got to go fish up at Clear Lake for a Bassmaster tournament we did pretty good in. And then uh, there was actually a Bassmaster on Mead. We we got uh, – I think we got third in, and the two nice. dudes that beat are now kicking ass on the uh, the tour. Who it's, are uh, they? Jacob Wall and Andrew Loberg. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was a pretty wild tournament. That was pretty stacked, so. I that think – uh... uh, Never forget i led the first two days and then let it slip out of my hands but that was a good learning experience for sure
1: what year was that
3: uh i was a freshman so it was 2016
1: okay and what kind of weights and what time of year was that tournament
3: it was in april um there was a Fed the uh the bass nation deal was there the week after and i think it was around like I think Jacob won with like forty six pounds over three days, like fifteen ish a day.
1: So good fishing then for Mead, huh?
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah he actually blew his lower unit and was fishing right around Caldwell most of that time. And How many he,
0: times has that happened on that lake, huh?
3: It makes you wonder. Like you might want to have some back there and cut your fuel line, so it makes you wonder. <laughs> okay. He was in an old—I forget what boat it was—an old Nitro, I think. And he had an old—I think it was either Mercury or like American. <laughs> that and one of the dudes that was there for the bass nation happened to have a lower unit with him and they bolted that thing on i think he went to the wash or something and jacked him and oh
0: wow
3: and broke my heart but like i said i learned a lot from that tournament so it's helped me
0: out in the future that's cool and that's what the college fishing is all about man Um, yeah dude was he fishing solo he was dude i remember jacob i took jacob fishing when he was like literally like uh 14 years old out here in Arizona, he had come out here for a a high school tournament. And uh, when he started fishing in college, he always fished alone. So he could just be used to going out there and and getting it all done by himself. So it was pretty impressive what he did in college fishing without a partner. He had a pretty good record in college fishing alone, man, pretty crazy. So where's he? Where's he from? Oregon. Oregon. Okay.
3: Yeah, he definitely had a plan the whole time and ran with it. I mean, I was out there, in kentucky we fished green river lake for the national championship with him and uh him and his dad were out there camping in a tent in in kentucky in august that's hardcore i might as well go home because this kid wants it more than i do (laughs) He's, he's always always had a plan definitely stuck to it and i'm happy to see him out there kicking ass and same with loberg i'm pretty close with Andrew too, and it's awesome to see these guys make that progression
0: dude you guys are like this next generation of western studs and it's and and there's there's a dozen of you guys that are good good fishermen uh you know all in that same age range so that's pretty cool man it's a little unnerving uh knowing that you guys are coming (laughs) but uh it's it's pretty awesome to see man i think it's gonna really good generation of western fishermen that the world's finally starting to get to see
3: Yeah, it's just it was crazy to see some of these kids just go out there and just their rookie season just go out there and torch it like it's just it's why they just hit the ground running and went for it. I mean, there's so much information at our fingertips now. I think that kind of plays into a big part of them being able to do a little work from home before they get out there and kind of dial some stuff in. Maybe not. You're not knowing exactly where you're going to fish, but it kind of brings everything down and
0: condenses it a little bit. It helps for sure. Yeah, we're like you know we talked we had Skeet on here and talked about his early days and when Skeet and Murray were going back there, dude, they had to. I mean, literally finding the, the boat ramp was not easy. You <laughs> yeah. know, it, I, everything was tough.
3: Dude, we're so spoiled with our, our iPhone maps. And stuff. Yeah, I don't even know how they got across the country, let alone get across town. Like it's 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 pretty crazy. We're pretty smart with our phones, but when that thing breaks, we're uh, we're toast.
2: Seriously. Hey. You can see both sides though, right? Like spoiled on the one hand, because there is so much information and it just does make things that much easier, but everyone has it. Right. So then it like, it, it just True. increases pressure. It increases everything. And like once Skeet finally found the ramp, <laughs> right? Like at that point, <laughs> yeah. it's like, all right, well, four other people found the ramp. So it's like, go for it. Now it's like, everyone's <laughs> already researched everything to the point where they know it better than some salty veteran that's lived his whole life there. Maybe not better, but certainly knows what's up.
3: Yeah, Good point. Absolutely. it's definitely taken out that steep learning curve that those guys yeah. have. I mean, it's it's cool, but kind of sucks at the same time. Like guys don't have to go through that trial and error as much. They kind of just go there and they're dialed in.
2: But if you have success, then that means that you still were able to put it together, right? Because everyone started at that level of knowledge, you yep. know, so it's, it's all it's that, competitive.
3: It's yours for the taking. What do, you, what do you want to do with it? Like yep. take
0: it or get an inch and take a mile or whatever they say. Right. Yeah, like it. Yeah, seriously, dude. And and you still do see the cream rise to the top. You know, like I mean, it might be easier for Joe Schmo to go to the lake and catch a bass, but same dudes consistently, you know, end up showing their merit typically over time. Um, so yeah. it, like just just like but it, it's just different. It's just in a different way now a little bit. But um, so it's dude, like, now oh, go ahead.
3: Oh, sorry, I was gonna say it's like fish with Justin, Then That guy doesn't even turn his graphs on. I'm like, dude, if you had live scope. <laughs> you'd be crazy. And he's like, no, man, I just want to. I don't even want to know what's out there. Like it just, I mean, think.
0: <laughs> Love it.
3: Out there breaking his neck, like us standing there with our heads down. It's just like, you might not see that bad flicker over there or something blow up in the two or it's just all different styles of fishing. So yeah.
0: pretty sick. that There's still dudes that are doing it like that. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't
2: turn my graph on, but it's just because it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot to charge my batteries.
0: <laughs>
3: Fire in the apartment, Nick. That's, that's uh unfortunate i've been there done
0: that <laughs> that's awesome well dude let's talk a little bit about uh zoltar man because like uh it's such a unique uh business that you guys have and i i'm guessing that's where you work full-time these days right yeah
3: so actually the business is called characters unlimited and then okay. product we make but yeah that's uh my dad's been doing this this is our 35th year in business now <laughs> And he kind of just started off. Um, well, I guess just to give people a rundown, we make animated people and animals uh, that talk and move, and uh, for attractions and places like that. And we have fortune teller machines like Zoltar and penny crushing machines and all that sort of stuff. But it just started out with my dad and mom driving around in a van selling non-animated dummies out of the out of the truck, and just <laughs> dude, yeah, that's
1: incredible. That's so cool.
3: Uh, they figured out how to animate them and it kind of just, just all snowballed from there.
0: Wow. How many, how many folks work at the uh, company now?
3: Uh, I think we have six or seven. It's okay, a pretty small operation, but we, uh, I mean, everyone sees those machines and thinks there's some big factory, but I'll, I'll give you guys a tour here soon, but it's just us here making them by hand and, um it's pretty cool i think this stuff's kind of hard to come by these days with all the mass production but we're all back here my dad's building some sometimes like it's it's a whole family operation there's no specialists we all kind of got to do what we got to do to get things
0: done so interesting how much much, go ahead
2: sorry do you ever fear that they're gonna like actually wake up and come to life because they're freakishly lifelike do you ever have like a nightmare that bill dance crawls out of that box behind you and like hits you with that rod
3: yeah, they do every once in a while. Um, it's just uh I'm more used to it now, I guess. Sometimes you feel like people are watching you, but <laughs> people people come in here. I'm so desensitized to it, but people get all freaked out. Um I actually got a good story. My my uh my cousin works for us and he was going to San Diego to drop off a character, just like one of these guys here. Let's see if I can flip you around. Just like a simple character like that. Okay. So, oh we always pad the head and hands with bubble wrap. So like we don't chip the paint in the process or anything. So he's on his way to California. I'm at home making breakfast and a cop knocks on my door and I'm in high school at the time. I'm like, Oh crap. What I, what I get myself into. And he's like, does your dad own a great Dodge truck? And I was like, yeah, what's going on? He's like, I can't tell you anything. I'm like, dude, like, what is, this? is everything? All right. And so that he like got up to the shop here and they were asking about the truck. And I guess someone called in a hostage situation. Cousin had cop cars following him they were like (laughs) they didn't want to like escalate the situation but he had cop cars behind him and they were trailing him and they came up to the shop like no that's that's ernie (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh,
3: so yeah there's all sorts of stories like that where we're just like dragging characters around town and stuff and we're 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 so used to we don't think anything of it but we get some weird looks for sure dude
2: i'm thinking like a side avenue of your business could be you could sell those so people could drive in the hov lane Mm mm-hmm we like
3: definitely. definitely. Yep, some buddies in California. We've got them once. And, They've uh, really
0: done it for that purpose. Oh,
2: yeah. that's great, dude. Oh, it, it looks so real that like I don't, I wouldn't even want to go in there, man. It's disturbing. That's you guys are true artists.
3: Yeah, it, we uh, actually asked a girl to homecoming one time with a dummy. I put I put it in her bed.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I said, "Don't be a dummy. Go to homecoming with me." And nice. She, yeah out but yeah we do we have all sorts of fun with this stuff so it's, it's a fun business you don't know what you're gonna do every day
0: yeah always dude, so what's the weirdest request you've ever had then like you get requests for custom ones right
3: oh yeah um so there was this dude back back in the day when my dad lived in wisconsin his name was uh Mil- like milford farley or something like that and, uh there's actually a story on YouTube about it and he talked with like a real strong lisp and he told my dad, he wanted him to recreate his mom who passed away.
2: Whoa.
3: So he was this guy, he wasn't all there. And my dad was like in college and he's like hungry and anything for a buck. (laughs) (laughs) This guy sent back like some of her clothes like that, like weren't like that still like smelt like her and like her, her dentures, her wedding ring, her jewelry trusted us. He sent this stuff across the country. I don't even I don't know if the dentures the mach- character or not. That was kind of a weird one. But they uh, my dad sent it back to him and he said he loved that thing. And he he would lay his head in its lap every night and like talk to it. It was uh, like I said, anything for a buck.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> oh, you're talking to a bunch of fishermen. We get that. We've done yeah. a lot worse for a lot less. dude. dude that's, <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> uh,
2: we don't need to know, Josh. <laughs> yeah i know maybe we do can you expound on that please let's let's let some awkward oh, silence permeate into a good story
0: that's <laughs> cool. that's crazy man and for the listeners which, which for everyone that listens to audio only which is 100 percent of you guys uh <laughs> we will uh cut this part with gunner um the uh, video of it on zoom and we'll put it up on our social channels um so you guys can see some of this stuff that he's got but uh yeah, just wanted to let you guys know before. And, and you, definitely uh, look out up
2: here. it's uh what's the website? Is it Zoltar.com or what is it? How can people see it?
3: Yeah, we have both. There's Zoltar.com and there's uh charactersunlimited.com. And okay. they both have their separate Instagrams too. If you guys want to check that out. We got animated moose heads that talk to kids <laughs> stuff. We got <laughs> full size bighorn sheep, um, all sorts of stuff. But yeah, nice. around here and uh you can
0: kind of get an idea of what's going on. And hey dude, is it and yeah, I want to get this tour. Is it Zoltar.org? You would know better than me, but it, is it, or is it .com?
3: If it is Zoltar.org, sorry
2: about that. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I did Zoltar.com and got a message saying, this is not a secure site. So uh, okay. just an FYI.
2: Did you put in your social security
0: number there, yeah, Josh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Join.
3: Yeah, like, damn it, Gunner.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, cool. Well, let's let's check this place out, man.
3: Okay, so, so uh, this spring, my dad's buddy, he donates to the Congressional Sportsman Foundation. I think you've probably heard of that, Josh. It's one of Johnny Moore's. Yep. So he made this big donation, and Johnny thanked him by taking him on a trip to the pits in Calhoun. Oh, cool. Like his, his pro- private property there, and he took me with him. This so is a little the- low,
0: dude. We don't see the head of this thing.
3: Oh, there, there you, go. you go. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I, I got to meet Johnny Morris. And oh, cool. I, sho- I showed him like a for- fisherman fortune teller we made for Convict Lake in California. And he was like, let me get your phone number. I want a video of that. So I'm making him this and just going to send it to him as a gift, like as a thank you for the trip.
1: Incredible. we got a How cool, got,
3: dude. That's his signature series rod. And we got some baits in here. And like, I'm just, um, this isn't recorded, right? Or this isn't like on the, on the podcast oh well yeah
0: it is dude but oh, we okay. can take it out
3: if you need. well I, I was, i'm just gonna try to send it to him like as a gift and then hopefully it kind of t- like plants a seed in his head that he might want one at every bass pro shops oh, oh yeah sure yeah. absolutely so, like, how cool got, is that i i etched his signature into the the ticket plate this is where the fortune ticket comes out that's how he nice. a lot of his letters nice and I put the bass pro shops logo on there but um yeah i can play him for you the only thing holding us up right now is trying to Get a hold of Bill Dance to record the audio. So we just have some generic Ah. messages on here right now. But
0: oh, it's the song. Beautiful. There ain't no substitute for time on the water. Reading books and watching
3: videos can only teach you so much. The more you get out and fish in different conditions, the more you'll learn about bass behavior. Like my good buddy Johnny Morris says, if you're too busy to fish. You're just too busy. <laughs> and then you get a ticket that prints out at the end, which we don't have yet. But <sighs> that is so is sick. Like. This is one I made for Convict Lake in California. So that's a tick that's your fortune ticket you get every time. So there's a picture of the lake. And then I wrote up some like generic fishing tips. Like how to tie like a po like how to tie a Palmer knot, like how to rig a Carolina rig, like just all these generic tips for people and they walk away with that. So I want to get some custom ones made with the Bass Pro logo and then like maybe like a 10% off coupon on every hundred ticket or something like that or whatever. But I think I'll love it.
2: I love it, dude. That's so, so smart from like a yeah. business sense. You're, you're to something there. That's oh, dude,
3: my, my dad definitely raised me with that, that in mind. He was always uh, getting us hustling. So yeah. yeah I love it, man. <laughs> he creating his employees one time, one day at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then here's the Zoltar machine. I'll get, give you guys your, your uh, Saturday fortune here. You may have heard this, but Zoltar is here to tell you you can't believe it.
0: Age is simply
3: a matter of mind. If you don't mind, then my friend, it doesn't matter. So go on, be carefree like a little baby but first give zoltar a little money and i will give you a fortune
2: (laughs) all right here we go there's your
3: your fortune your zoltar ticket so we go through about two million of these a year whoa yeah so that's we we do custom ones all the time like i said people do like limited prints for uh for special events
2: and whatnot but dude who writes who writes it
3: um my sister does a lot of them and then That's... i mean like i said i wrote those fishing tip ones and
2: um, That's so cool
3: yeah so it's all got a personal touch on everything pretty much but and then here's uh here's ernie here the cowboy We get him set up i do this one hand here hey Nick, how you doing buddy i've heard you've had some boat problems lately man i'm a pretty good mechanic if you need a hand.
2: <laughs> dude, I'll come pick Ernie up right now. How do you That's know? Fantastic. That's
1: fantastic. he
3: will be on site bit. for you, dude. But, uh, I, I got a buddy at AZ Fishing Game that wants to hear your uh, bluegill story again. Swimming or what?
2: Oh, absolutely not. No, they're definitely not swimming. <laughs> they're long gone. I love yeah, it.
3: So that's all of our stuff you can talk through a wireless mic with. So I've I've had some fun with that too.
2: Oh man, you can Classic. give people yeah. traumatic life experiences with that. Like oh you yeah. Tears in my
0: eyes right now, dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> Ernie's out for Nick. Yeah, coming
3: for you. <laughs> he's the damn case, sheriff. Yep. So here's the, this is like our uh, showroom in my sister's office, but we got. A bunch of zoltar merch here we got lanyards and all that stuff we license that stuff out so people just come to us with bright brand ideas and we sign off on it pretty much but cool here's a love tester machine i don't know if you guys remember these you put a, put a bucket, you squeeze the handle and it tells you where you're at on the love scale we, we make it a strength meter too
0: nice nice i
2: would i would rate my love life as clammy that's probably <laughs> yeah. the right adjective <laughs>
3: Your wife would probably agree. I think she would. <laughs>
2: 14 years is a long time.
3: <laughs> and then we got, here's just some other, that's like a mini old guy, which is kind of creepy.
2: Dude, that looks like Jimmy Houston right there. <laughs> in yeah, there we go. Great hair. It does. I need to
3: make a Jimmy character. are halfway there, yeah. Santa Claus, Pirate, Scarecrow, <laughs> all these guys. And this is a, uh, you guys have seen those penny crushing machines, right?
0: Yeah. I have no idea what that is. What is that?
3: So, so you put like a you put a couple quarters in and a penny and you drop the penny in and crush it and it prints out a design.
2: Hmm. Uh, dude, Josh, how have your kids not required you to make one of those every time you go somewhere? I we know, have dude. So many of those damn really? things. Now really? I know who to blame. It's you. I don't they take come my out kids like anywhere, this anywhere, dude. True. They come out like this.
3: Like if you were like this is Santa Barbara, so it's like a surfer dude. So you put your you put your penny in it drops a penny in and it crushes it and it makes it elongated and it pops out and you get your, your penny. Okay. Well, hey. so it's Like, like tourists do it all the time. But this, so this is like, you put a dollar in and it drops a penny in from the hopper up there and he talks to you for a second and then his arm moves with the crusher and makes it look like he's crushing it for you.
2: You're going to bust my balls on illegally transporting game fish. I'm going to bust your balls on defacing us currency. <sighs> Those oh. are perfectly valuable pennies. A penny. Where do we is got
3: it? We have the uh we have the article somewhere. We used to have it on the <laughs> machine somewhere, but it is legal. As long as you're not as long as you're not making it to uh to like make money. Like damn turning it into turn
0: like, a make bigger it. currency. Yeah, to try to make
3: it another quarter or try to make it like a a dime or something like that. I so, love. Yeah. We did our research in that department. Yeah, so you're better than me. I'm trying to get this thing going here. I'll drop a penny in so Josh can experience what it's like having a normal childhood. Josh, yeah. go get Emma. Seriously, <laughs> tell him, Gunner. All right, so you put your buck in. <clears throat> hey
2: there. You going
0: up there. Well, hi there. I'm happy and welcome to Pappy's Pennies. <laughs> now, you go ahead and pick out a design. And step back, because old Pappy's going to crush and stamp a unique design in that pen right here for you. Go ahead. We got your design.
3: So you got your four different designs you can pick from. So we'll pick this one. And then he drops it in right here and crushes it for you. You'll see the penny fall in a second. There it goes.
0: Oh, wow. That was quick.
3: Yeah, and then you can't really see the design that well with my camera, but that's like Santa Barbara with a shark.
0: Okay, cool. Dude. So those
3: are customizable to any location. People give us the artwork and we make it up.
0: Dude, if, so. if these people have these machines and uh, ever have to like get them serviced or anything, is that something that they call you guys about or they just have folks that, that are around the country that can service them?
3: Nope. That's all us. Um, there's really not a whole lot that can't be fixed over just like a FaceTime call or a phone okay. call. And they're pretty simple actually. So, uh, and if something breaks that bad, we can just send them a new part and figure it out. But, and then cool. this was a, uh, a licensing deal we did with Jones soda. There's a Zoltar on there. Nice. nice. So I don't know if you guys have seen that, that 19 crimes wine where you like scan the label and it talks to you. Like the guy tells a story okay oh, i that's think called... i have yeah they got yeah. like snoop
0: dog on one of them yep
3: yeah yep. it's called aug- augmented reality so you scan that bottle with this app and then zoltar comes to life on your phone and gives you a fortune
2: Zoltar's part of that dude yeah cool. yeah
3: Yep. so
2: augmented reality that's where i live every day it feels like
3: <laughs> yeah exactly me too <laughs> so here's here's all of our tickets here like i said we go through like wow. two, two million of them a year they come in stacks of 500 there's zoltar and <laughs> Uh, cut some custom ones we've made but yeah so here's the here's the shop back here we got
2: oh, all these dudes man. up
0: here my kids would go nuts and even inv- i know you invite you said hey next time you guys are in the area, you got to check it out we've got to go look at this place. absolutely Dude, my daughter yeah. wouldn't
2: sleep for a month
3: <laughs> yeah that'd be that'd be too fun i'll mess
0: with them with the mic we'll go yeah. back
2: there what was that yes.
3: we got a horse head there's a like a spooky buffalo like a <laughs> skeleton buffalo. And there's a deer, with nice. like, oh. like a skeleton, like a skeleton deer. We we tried to do scary stuff for like the Halloween market, but we can't compete oh. like with those those type of people. They're, ah, they're too true. too wild. They got
2: too much Chinese influence. Exactly.
3: Too. Yep. So here's all all of our heads here. There's that's, that's a Zoltar head. There's a uh, Donald Trump. Yes. Yeah. We we mold his hand so he's like this when he talks. Oh. We got all sorts of heads. There's a Mike Tyson somewhere in here. There's skeletons. But oh yeah, this goodness. is where we this is where we wig the heads. So we just like we put like eyebrows and eyelashes on and stuff. There's
0: there's Trump. Ah. Yeah. You got the hair there. Beautiful. Yep.
3: Yep. So this, yeah, this is the wigging area. And then here's a cabinet that came in. That's kind of how the Zoltar start off. And then we we put the components in and everything and they come out like that very oh, yeah. cool believable yeah and then some custom ones we've done it's pretty creepy but like i said anything for a buck <laughs> <laughs> some great grandma that someone wanted kind of weird but it works and then all so all these talk to the, the jaws open and close you can talk through a wireless mic or whatever there's a this is the caribou from frozen
2: oh yeah olaf no off the snowman Olaf is
3: actually my dad's name too. Funny, funny thing. (laughs) He meets people. He meets people and says he likes warm hugs and some people don't get it. And it gets kind of awkward. Yeah. I already love your dad (laughs) and I'll get along great. So here's the, this is our grinding area. So when all of our hands (laughs) come out of the molds, they have a seam on the side here. So we like putty them up and take that seam out. Wow. And we got all these, there's Trump's hand.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can't miss, can't mistake that one.
3: China. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so here's my my little nook here, where I, when I'm back here working, there's a I got my MLS and bass sticker. Nice, dude. <laughs> and then I don't know if you guys remember these cat clocks. We made a, oh. a giant one for a toy store. That tail goes back and forth. Cool. And the eyes the eyes move. But so yeah, this is you uh, got a lot
0: of trumps in there
3: yeah they must lot, be a hot right? seller yeah Yep. so these are this is what they look like before they're painted so we, we we grind them off to get that that uh seam off and they end up getting painted and start coming to life but yeah there's trump there's some weird small heads <laughs> oh it's like <laughs> it's a, so scary there's uh and then this was one we were going to do for guinness book of world records it was, it was like the biggest man or something like that and it uh. they ended up falling through but we're gonna make one for him, a fortune teller. No. Oh wow! Those aliens. That uh, there's the mermaid we're working on for a place that's like a mermaid museum.
0: Nice. So like that. Yeah, that looks like Melania, doesn't it, dude? Yeah, it just, yeah a little bit. We, we found the whole
3: family. And this is the uh, this is the mold area. So here's a this is a skeleton hand you plop, you plop the other side of this mold on there and cl- uh, clamp it together and pour a uh, rigid latex in there.
2: Oh. That's what makes
3: our molds. And they come out like this. Wow. That's cool. They're hollow, so you can mount them. And then now we got George straight, George Bush. We got all, these are all, these are our different heads, all these molds here. And then this is our, our tooth mold. So okay. every every character gets a set of teeth, and this is actually a mold of my dad's teeth. So every every character we put out has a set of my dad's teeth in them.
2: <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> amazing. Right
3: there. Yeah. He says these 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 machines are gonna long outlive him. <laughs> yeah, he He's left right. a little mark sure. on yeah. history there for sure. Yep, yep. Let's see what else we got. There's a paint room. That's not that cool. And got a cheesy dad joke coming up if you guys need a hand nice ah. we got a couple all of them there so we can that is creepy
0: hands. seeing them hanging like that we can I mold mean, them just however like a... when wow.
3: so like when they come out of the mold they're kind of pliable so we can like mold them around like this guy's pointing this one's holding that penny crusher machine thing like we can we mold them like around a fishing rod or a rifle or whatever so i
2: would just need one with a middle finger up dude i could get so much use out of that that would be amazing oh <laughs> yeah the done
3: there.
2: it. we're <laughs> on it dude that's what i need and i this think you one need to buy good. one of these nick i i've already ordered three on their website since we've been talking
0: <laughs> oh beautiful
2: i already paid
3: paid off my day yeah good <laughs> this is for uh southern nevada water district they're trying to uh talk people out of going around the storm drains and stuff when it's raining from the monsoons. So like it's called drainer Danger. Oh my gosh, dude.
0: That's hilarious.
3: All the dangers of that. There's uh we, he can this is English and this is Spanish.
0: So <laughs> <Nice>. bilingual, bilingual <laughs> skeleton.
3: Yeah, but that's basically it. I mean we got all this other boring stuff over here, but
0: hey, that was yeah, awesome. Is, this is the operation here yeah so for the listeners what we might do is we'll listen back i mean we thoroughly enjoyed the tour and we know you guys will too we'll see how it sounds on just audio if it ends up being where you need to visually see it um i'll give you guys a note and uh and, and tell you guys where to um where to see this but that was an awesome uh awesome tour dude i love yeah
3: and uh we're right here in boulder so like if anyone's ever around any just any fisherman listening or anybody um we give tours all the time. Come by and get his old tar shirt, and I'll walk you through the shop Come check it out. Yeah, and just,
1: just so folks know, Boulder's right next to Vegas, so.
3: Yep, and especially so. your guys' crowd uh, coming down from Phoenix. You drive right by yep. Boulder pretty much every time, so we're looking to expand here pretty soon. We're kind of starting to outgrow our shoes, so hopefully we have
0: a bigger shop here shortly. Nice. Yeah. Really cool, man. Um, and and yeah, you'll have to let us know what Johnny thinks about it. I guess we'll know here in two years when we see fortune tellers in every Bass Pro Shops around the country here.
3: Yep. The main thing is, uh, trying to get Bill to record those messages. So I'm trying to reach out to anyone I know, but if anyone's got a
0: hookup, uh, definitely. And hit me up on Instagram or something. Got to get the real Bill for sure. And he is a busy guy for, for his age. It's amazing what this guy does. He is all over the place. You would think he would be, uh, just just uh, casually spending some time living life and fishing now, but he is a hustler, man, him and Jimmy and Roland. Those guys are like, they don't have a day off. It's crazy. Same with Johnny Morris, man. It was really inspiring
3: going on that trip. We were out there, uh, like we were kind of staying in wall tents. It was hard to call it like camping because they were giant tents and it was awesome. But like Johnny was walking around, like changing out propane tanks on the heaters <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, did you think someone that's on the Forbes list like the multi-billionaire would like have someone handle this for him, but that's kind of what got him to where he's at, you know, it was like inspiring, like, as like a, like getting up here in the business. It was just like, if you want something done right, you do it yourself. You know, I think that's his inner fisherman, all the attention to detail. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's very, very involved. I mean, literally, uh, even you know being part of the company like you know any idea or anything it's it always goes through johnny well okay we've all we all like this but let's see what johnny thinks you know <laughs> it all, all ends up on it, it on his desk it's pretty unbelievable yeah it was cool man i I just i got to
3: shoot the shit with him for like an hour or so just talking fish, and it was like surreal like just like just like one of us man like he just started out with like one of us and worked his butt off and got to where he's at so it's pretty cool to see Yeah, i don't
1: anyway. i don't think a lot of people realize he was a he's been a classic qualifier and i mean he was legit fisherman yeah
3: for sure and then he saw the there was more money in another part of fishing
1: yeah yeah
3: kind of what, like I mean we're growing up fishing with Justin and like knowing Roy and all these guys and it's just so hard to make it like they're like Josh you're one of the good examples of getting out out, out west coast and going out there and doing the thing but just staying out here and trying to be a pro fisherman is a freaking grind I mean I, it's just like it was a blessing meeting Justin but it also kind of made me realize like I don't know if I really know if I want to do this for a living like I, I got this at the shop and like if if fishing turns into a job for me i don't know if i'd like it as much you know i'd like to kind of have everything figured out and then maybe later down the road once i have a house and stuff like that i could go on tour but i see a lot of young kids just kind of drop everything and go for it and then ends up setting them back a couple years but
2: you're way too responsible you need to shake that off but what are you doing pretty smart dude (laughs) no yeah got it all in black
3: so many people go out there and get burnt it's just like like i said it's like a blessing and a curse seeing both sides of it because it kind of made me not not really sure about wanting to drop everything and do it but yeah. i don't know we'll
0: see. regardless of what you do there dude and again there's no limit on time on when you can do it but regardless it's it's obviously that it'll be well thought out and it'll be uh, yeah. the better thing for you you know whether you do it or don't so that's pretty yeah. good you're thinking about it so
2: pretty sure the only reason why josh made it was that that year that he fished the opens he borrowed my boat and so, you know, that's really what the springboard was. Um, did a break down at the lawn tramp and he had <laughs> this? Well, Well, was his
0: only reliable boat ever. That's what's crazy is like he actually at one point in time had a reliable boat, dude. A long well, time ago, but. It, and it, it was it, like, I cheap. bought it.
2: I bought it new and it was, you know, 18 months old at that point. So I hadn't had time to ruin it yet. So, okay. That makes
3: sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But that is oh. why Josh made it. You know, it was it was all because of me. So, man, he
3: takes all the credit, but you're kind of exposing him now. I never knew uh-huh. that. Side of Josh. Oh, there's
0: a lot of dark secrets for sure. Some people
2: think it's credit. I just call it the truth, man. You know, I just <laughs> I, I speak the truth and just let it fall where it falls. You know.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> Josh well, go- Birch on his own podcast. Mm-hmm. yeah i did i'm used to it every every uh everyone we get on nick's always trying to dig up dirt every single time but um dude hey we've had you for an hour gunner um do you guys have anything else for him before we uh let him get to a saturday
1: not really i just what a great uh great interview dude and i, I look forward to seeing what how uh the open turns out for you this year and wish you luck man
3: thank you i appreciate it yeah it was good finally talking to you guys i've been listening to this thing forever and uh i'd we like
1: appreciate to that
3: both one a couple of you guys at some point too if you're ever around oh. both always down to take you guys out so be we awesome. would
0: love it yeah we didn't even get into some of gunner's like actual fishing accomplishments he was an inch away from winning the u.s open last year um you know really i thought you had it dude and uh still no matter what an, an amazing tournament but uh yeah we'll we'll have to have you on again and get a little deeper into the fishing but uh yeah the uh the tour just kind of like dude it, it just took over you can't compete with that like it's yeah. cooler than fishing so i got
3: a little distracted there but i thought it'd be a cool to touch to the podcast maybe oh That'd yeah really
0: cool yeah oh we loved it i think the listeners will too um dude uh i guess yeah um well, let's leave it with this let's do one more um we we've been asking our guests if they have any close call stories from uh times on the water and uh well w- if you've got a, a quick one man that you uh have at the top of your you know memory sometime where maybe you uh, were in a dangerous situation fishing or boating um uh, but obviously you clearly made it you're still here now do you uh do you have any of
3: those <laughs> um yeah growing up i had a uh I had a 390v ranger uh, it was like a 1986 i think with a 200 yamaha on it and uh what a crazy lake to learn how, for a six-year-old how to drive a boat in Lake Mead. I, <laughs> that was that was the one I ran around on and learned some lessons on. But uh, me and my dad, we ran up to a Temple Bar for a tournament in the wintertime. And we were running back in the afternoon. And, you know, you're all bundled up in the winter and all cozy. And I was just sitting there kind of lackadaisically driving. And no other boat around. And we're getting into the narrows on Mead. And there's a random set of three three boat wakes, And I didn't see it until it was too late. So we hit one. And then, like, kind of came down and, like, doubled the next one, got airborne, and the boat turned, and we landed, like, right on the side. And oh. all, all the compartments blew open, and water came over the side, and actually, hit so hard, it killed the motor. My kill switch Ooh. didn't, but just the impact killed the motor, and uh, I was definitely wide awake after that,
0: though. <laughs> yeah, That's <laughs> a of hard the impact it. to shut the motor off. I've never yeah. seen that.
3: It was that my kill switch was still attached. It just hit so hard. it it, Something happened where it turned off, but we got lucky there. No one got thrown out of the boat or anything. Um, But yeah, ever since then, really, I mean, all these little pieces add up to everything. All these lessons you learn, just having a head on a swivel all the time. And no matter how much you get out, there's nature's always going to win. So
0: yeah, exactly what Gerald Sporer told us on the first one. Like you learn all these lessons that makes you into a good boater or a good Uh boating captain eventually but uh yeah you got to learn those lessons and you hope that you're lucky when you do but you know it
3: yeah. yeah and I mean the Colorado River system like as you guys have seen is just
0: when that wind gets going
3: man I don't think meads near the animal it used to be, but Mojave's definitely right up there with it if not worse
0: yeah so what what makes the worst day at Mojave so the lake runs north to south and their current runs north to south so obviously a heavy south wind is a nightmare out there huh
3: yeah, um, well, it depends on where you launch out of too. Kind of, I mean, that then if you're launching out of Catherine's, that north wind really sucks. At the end of the day, coming back, gr- driving down swell. Um, but really, oh, that's how you
0: spear waves right there.
3: It's the, that's the least fun way of approaching the waves. You're almost better off just like zigzagging and limping back. But um, really, it all sucks north or south. <laughs> yeah. It's not like one's worse than the other. Sometimes it'll quarter over like north northwest a little bit, and there's a mountain that'll protect it. Like that there's helps. some subtleties and you can run the bank on one side and get up this some like local stuff that you kind of figure out over times but there's really no easy way around it, it it just gets big out there and you beat the crap out of your equipment so that was one of the dudes at one bass asked me what what to tell some of the people about mojave i just said make sure that your equipment's dialed in um i like drawing a line on all my transom bolts i don't know if you've seen that trick hmm, that I think smart Carol, dude yeah beryl swindle did a video on it so you put it on the top of the bolt and then down the washer and then down on your jack plate. So you can see if anything's ever loosened up. It's just stuff like that, that Uh you're not going to shear off your motor on some five footers.
0: That's a great trick. Actually. I'm going to do that myself for sure. Uh, I've definitely used that one a lot. So yeah, it's one thing having like, you know, uh, some, some loose bolts on, on something small or screws, but your bolts on your motor are like, they're like the least often checked and the most important. So that's a great
3: Well, even the small ones too. I mean, a power pole falling off or anything is going to ruin your day, anyway. So, I mean, just do a one like it all all the time. So, there's it's constant maintenance. I have an '06 Triton, so it's definitely getting getting towards the end of her life here. But I try to keep it pretty well maintained. It's been working out for me. So,
2: sounds like my boat would be a great fit for the U.S. Open this year. So, if anyone wants to borrow it, you know, I might, just hit me up.
3: If Josh made the, the elites from it. I might see if I can learn open out of it.
2: And I already having just met you ninety minutes ago. Realize I I include you in my closest circle of friends. So what's mine is yours, man. Just come on down and pick it up.
3: Are the bluegills still in the live well, or is that a separate a separate part of the
0: package? Yeah, we well, got to pay extra.
2: You know, okay. like that takes two Zoltars to acquire rotten bluegills.
0: Fair trade. <laughs> Well, dude, hey, it's been awesome, man. I'm um, stoked to see you here in a month. Uh, I'll probably be donating you my money, but I'm looking forward to it. And uh, <laughs> dude, it, uh, it's it been awesome. I think listeners will love it. And uh, thanks again, man, for all your time. It's been cool.
3: Yeah, of course. Let's get on again later. Open. And we can talk a little more fishing i kind of got on a little tangent there oh no, the it's
0: great nah dude it's typically uh it's the opposite it's you're trying to pulling teeth to get people to talk so we love a great dude this was one of the best interviews we've done because you uh you're such a good talker and uh, you got a lot of interesting stuff so uh we'd love to have you on again dude okay sounds good guys so, i'd love to all right,
3: Well, we'll see you soon and uh
0: rob and nick it was nice to meet you boys you too and likewise man. man all right all right have bro been- see ya all right